Elon Musk has reinstated President Trump's Twitter account. Well, that did not take very long. That's coming up. Kevin McCarthy has pledged to remove Elon Omar, anti-Semite Omar, from the House Foreign Affairs Committee when he officially becomes Speaker of the House. What a disgrace that Elon Omar, the anti-Semite, she hates the United States, that she was on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, and it's about time. Omar, of course, is outraged and furious and playing the race card. She put out a statement basically calling Kevin McCarthy a racist, a bigot, and an anti-Semite. And there is no bigger racist than Elon Omar. No, no bigger anti-Semite, obviously. She's an Al-Qaeda supporter, but somehow she's turning McCarthy into an Islamophobe. So we will get to that coming up. Nancy Pelosi is stepping down. Obviously, she's no longer going to be the speaker, but Pelosi is stepping down as the leader of the Democrat Party. I mean, she's older than Joe Biden, believe it or not. She's been in Washington forever. Now we're going to miss Nancy Pelosi. Like, her entertainment value is just huge. I'm sure there will be plenty other Democrats who who will be there for us to make fun of. But I am going to go through some of Pelosi's most memorable moments, including the freezer full of gourmet ice cream, including the hair salon, and including Nancy Pelosi nearly triggering World War Three. All right, so Musk has re- a lot more to get to. Biden wants immunity for MBS, for the Saudi crown prince over the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, and even the mainstream media is having a meltdown. Elon Musk reinstated President Trump's Twitter account. And look, we told you this is going to happen. It literally just took a matter of weeks, not even that long. Uh, he has also reinstated other suspended conservatives from Twitter, including the Babylon Bee, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jordan Peterson, Elon Musk. It's not as though, it's not like he's a right wing lunatic. It's not like he's now going to be censoring uh, leftists. It's not like he's going to be censoring Elon Omar or the Ayatollah, by the way, which we can debate whether Elon Musk should censor anybody, whether whether it would be beneficial for him to censor the Ayatollah or censor Louis Farrakhan. But that's not his goal here. His goal is to just allow free speech. His goal is mission is to restore this thing. It's not complicated. Free speech is not complicated. And look, are there negatives to free speech? Do the haters have more of a platform? It's an interesting debate. But here's the thing. Okay, Uh, all Elon Musk wants to do is reverse Twitter's policy, stop rigging things, stop uh, advancing a bogus narrative and censoring people who you just happen to not agree with. Now, by the way, Trump says that he is not going to go back to Twitter. He says he's not going to use Twitter. Remember, Twitter was enormously uh, effective for Trump as a tool to get elected the first time back in 2016. Okay, he knows how to use Twitter better than anybody. He has 80 million followers. So it would be incredibly beneficial for Trump now that he's announced he's running for president. I do wonder if he's going to cave and he's going to eventually go back to Twitter. But he's got Truth Social. He's got this competitor that he owns uh, this social media platform. So, you know, he could use both. He could use Truth Social and Twitter. Many, many people do. But I would expect that Trump would would recognize the incredible benefit of going back to using Twitter the way he used to. And uh, by the way, Twitter has fact checked another White House tweet. And this, this is extremely misleading claim. We've discussed this. White House tweeted about claiming that Biden, that Joe Biden has dramatically reduced the budget deficit. And it's technically true that he reduced the budget deficit by like a very, very large amount. But it's because of all the COVID spending. It was like impossible. I mean, if Biden Biden spent trillions of dollars in additional spending in the last two years, less than two years, and he still managed 
to reduce the deficit. What does that tell you? It would tell you the deficit was off the charts. It was, it was astronomically high simply because of COVID spending. So the deficit in 2020 was – it was a record deficit, but every year is a record from the year before and the year before that. But like this was like to an insane degree because of PPP, because of all the government programs, because of the stimulus checks, the lockdown. So there was nowhere to go. The deficit had nowhere to go but down. And Biden actually – the reason this is so misleading is because Biden has increased spending. He makes it sound like, oh, I'm fiscally responsible. That Trump, he was a big spender. And they're all big spenders. And I'm not going to sit here and, like, defend Trump or the Republicans who all like to spend literally and borrow and spend trillions of dollars other than, as we know, Rand Paul, the lone voice in the wilderness. But uh, Biden is extremely misleading here with this claim and and, and Twitter fact-checked Biden and said, well, actually, because of COVID spending, uh, the spending was at record levels, and that's why it was so easy for Biden to reduce the debt, something along those lines. Biden forgave student loans. Now that's been struck down by a court, and, and it's totally illegal, and hopefully, you know, there won't be some leftist radical court that upholds it. Uh, literally, a monkey in office. If a monkey were in the White House, he would have it would have reduced the deficit more than Biden with his four point eight trillion dollars in additional spending. And probably a monkey would have increased the intelligence level in the White House compared to Biden. By the way, happy birthday to Joe Biden. Happy 80th birthday. By the way, speaking back of Elon Musk, um, you know, he posted. Did you see this? You cannot make this stuff up. Elon Musk toast, uh, posted a video of himself going through the closets at Twitter. Apparently, he's going through all the storage areas and the closets at Twitter headquarters. And he found a closet full. Uh, this is not a joke. B- Musk found a closet full of T-shirts, hundreds of T-shirts that say stay woke. They're, they're Twitter. They have the Twitter logo and they say it's a hashtag stay woke. That was hundreds of T-shirts in a closet at Twitter. Hey, this is like the kind of thing you'd make up for like a satire, like a comedy routine. But it's actually what happened is Musk just bumps into this closet in Twitter headquarters. Just He's just cleaning out the place. Hundreds of T-shirts that say stay woke. But then we're supposed to believe somehow that Twitter is impartial, that Twitter is objective, that Twitter did not, you know, rig the election back in 2020. And this election, too, by the way, Musk took over just a few days before. But like literally, you know how many millions of Americans get their election news and get all their news off of Twitter? But like if I say, oh, the election was rigged by Twitter, well, then somehow I'm an election denier. All right. President Biden has requested this is so disgraceful. President Biden has requested immunity for MBS, the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, over the murder, the pariah. Remember, Biden used to claim he was a pariah. Now Biden is suddenly MBS's best friend. Well, now that is strange. It's over the murder of Jamal, of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who was an American based journalist. And of course, uh, MBS had him assassinated, had him had him killed in a very gruesome way um, in, in, in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, of course, he's MBS, so not only does he get a pass, but now suddenly Biden actually is requesting that a court grant him immunity. So Biden used to despise MBS, and now suddenly he's his best friend. Why the change of heart? Remember when Biden did the fist bump with MBS, the cold-blooded murderer? He's granting him immunity. So let, let me try to figure out now what does Mahmoud bin Salman control that Joe Biden wants? Is it windmills? Is it solar energy? But it's so blatant. Biden's hypocrisy, even MSNBC is livid at Joe Biden and, and CNN's Jake Tapper. And and I'll give credit lately, CNN's Jake Tapper. He's he's kind of in the middle. He's a, he's one of the few journal, uh, honest journalists out there who he really asked the tough questions of both sides. I'm not saying Jake Tapper is exactly 
conservative, you know, but uh, he does a good job of bashing the left at times. And, you know, I'll play you a clip here. It's slightly long, so bear with me, but I think it's very important. Here's a clip of Jake Tapper blasting Biden over this uh, request for immunity for MBS. Listen to this clip. In a legal filing Thursday night, the Biden administration sided with this man, even though its own office of the director of national intelligence previously wrote, quote, we assess that Saudi Arabia's crown prince Mohammed bin Salman approved an operation in Istanbul, Turkey, to capture or kill Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, unquote. The 2018 murder took place at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. Khashoggi's body was dismembered with a bone saw, one source told the New York Times. His remains were never found. Now, MBS denies ordering the murder, but then-candidate Joe Biden did not believe him, saying it shocked him to his very soul and would change how he, as president, would treat the Saudis. Khashoggi was, in fact, murdered and dismembered, and I believe in the order of the crown prince. And I would make it very clear, we were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. But as president, Mr. Biden did decide to sell more weapons to Saudi Arabia, $650 million worth in 2021. And then earlier this year, met with and fist bumped MBS. Biden said he brought up the murder in their meeting, but it clearly annoyed him when we in the news media focused on this. Aren't you guys talking about something that matters? I'm happy to ask the question that matters. A few weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal reported that MBS, quote, mocks President Biden in private, making fun of the 79-year-old's gaffes and questioning his mental acuity, according to people inside the Saudi government, unquote. Nothing gets leaked by the Saudi government to the Wall Street Journal without MBS signing off on it, President Biden. What are you, what are we, getting in exchange for letting this thug get away with murder, Mr. President? Other than the stink of complicity. So they have an unbelievable. All right. Uh, it looks like in the end, the final count talking about the election here is that the Republicans obviously control the House. The Republicans will control 222 seats in the House out of 435. It's a respectable number. Look, obviously, it's nowhere near what we were hoping for. But 220 seats, if the expectations had been lower, like if the media had predicted that this would be a toss up instead of and, and, and I myself, I'll take the blame because I was predicting a red wave, a red tsunami. I fell for the hoax. Uh, if the media w- was predicting like, you know, who knows what would happen, then we'd all be doing cartwheels. I understand it's the midterms. I understand that the country, the economy is in shambles. The country's miserable. Republicans should have done better. I'm just try- I'm trying to stay positive here. I'm trying to focus on the positive here. Bear with me. But uh, here's the thing. The, 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 the Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House. Now, are they going to impeach Biden? Of course, they're not going to impeach Biden. Does Biden deserve to be impeached over uh, impeached over y- Ukraine, over, over over the scandals with China and Hunter Biden and everything else? Uh, uh, of course not. But um, the, 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 that, that, what, what are we going to expect? We're going to we, you know, we, we know how the Republicans are. The Republicans are spineless, unlike the Democrats who, who, who impeached Trump twice. The Republicans, and Trump didn't deserve it. Biden does deserve to be impeached, in my opinion. It's a no-brainer. Do I expect that to happen? No. So I want to set the expectations here very, very low. Um, By the way, getting back to Khashoggi and MBS and the Saudis, 
I do want to mention that 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 uh, the Wall Street Journal reported last week Saudi Arabia is discussing an increase of oil output, an increase of oil production, which could help heal this rift between the Saudis and Biden. So pretty amazing there, coincidence, that several days after the Biden administration requests immunity for Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, MBS, and Biden's been begging, begging, obviously, you know, due to inflation and due to the lack of oil supply and, and, and an increased oil supply would, of course, bring down the price of oil, the price of gas, and, of course, of course fight, fight inflation. Biden's begging. The M- MBS has ignored him. Now they've granted him immunity or at least requested that the court grant him immunity. And then magically, within just a few days, the Saudis and OPEC and these other Middle Eastern Gulf countries, they're discussing increasing the production of oil and uh, the uh, importing of oil to the United States. Now, there's a there's a stunning coincidence. I, I just can't, you know, do the math here. What, what, why would that be? All right, Larry Krasner, the DA of Philadelphia, the woke DA, the Soros-funded DA of Philadelphia, has been impeached, has been impeached by the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives, which is controlled by Republicans, this is incredibly rare. This is this is a bombshell that Larry Krasner, the DA of Philadelphia, has been impeached. Krasner is a disaster. He's actually even worse than Alvin Bragg in New York, if that's possible. And it, it, Larry Krasner is so bad. The city of Philadelphia, <clears throat> thanks to Krasner, has become the Wild West. It is a war zone. Gun violence is out of control. Criminals don't get indicted. Very, very violent criminals, very dangerous criminals, including murderers. Their charges charges get reduced to misdemeanors. Carjackings in Philly are out of control. I mean, that, that city is a nightmare. And uh, Larry Krasner actually obstructed investigations by the Pennsylvania legislature into his into his own practices, in, into his own corruption, and uh, you know his uh, in, into his record. And do you remember when that congresswoman was actually carjacked on the streets of Philadelphia? A congresswoman, literally a congresswoman, was carjacked at gunpoint on the streets of Philadelphia. So Larry Krasner, funded by George Soros, he has funded many woke DAs around the country, and it has directly led to a major, major increase in crime. I mean, these DAs are literally pro-criminal. They're the best friends of these murderers, these violent criminals. Larry Krasner is a sociopath, as far as I'm concerned, just like Alvin Bragg and just like the DA in St. Louis and many other cities around the country where crime is out of control. Not coincidentally, in Philadelphia, there has been a spike in carjackings at gas stations. No coincidence. By the way, there's like a bunch of stores in Philadelphia, chain stores, these large chain stores, these Wawa's and other stores that are closing down. They're actually shutting down. They're being forced to because there's so much shoplifting and so much crime that goes on. They simply cannot keep their stores safe. Carjackings uh, in the year 2022 in Philadelphia, which is not even over yet, uh, in gas stations are up 400 percent compared to 2021. And by the way, that number was already high last year. But just to show you, because it just keeps getting worse and worse. So carjackings at gas stations in Philly up 400 percent this year, which is not over compared to last year in 2021, there were seven carjackings, I guess. By the way, there are carjackings in places other than gas stations, too. But gas stations, I guess, are an easy target because, you know, the, the, the car is stopped. Obviously, a lot of times the engine is running. So there were seven in 2021. In uh, There were already 30 in 2022 as of November 14th. There's still several weeks to go. And other crimes are up as well. There have been 68 armed robberies at gas pumps 
in the year 2022 compared to 65 in 2021. Um, the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, reported that there were zero carjackings in Philadelphia at gas stations between the years 2018 and 2020. Now, Larry Krasner, I believe, was elected in 2017 as the DA. So those first couple of years, I guess we're not as bad. But like I said, it gets worse. Criminals, it's a pattern. It's a trend. And the trend only gets worse and worse because criminals discover that, hey, they can get away with it. They commit crimes. They commit. It starts with petty crimes. It starts with shoplifting. It starts with misdemeanors. They get arrested. They're let out. Then they try. All right, go further. You know, let's try. Let's test it out. Let's see how far we can go, whether it's drunk driving, whether it's drug possession, whether it's selling drugs, whether it's uh, uh, walking around carrying a possession of an illegal gun. Hey, I can get away with anything. I can just do whatever I want. And then suddenly you can get into a fight with somebody and you can mug somebody and, and do it at gunpoint. You could shoot somebody and you're still out of jail. Well, hey, this is working. Carjacking's great. Hey, everybody. Free cars in Philadelphia. Hey, no problem. You, I, I, it's great, great new program thanks to D.A. Larry Krasner in Philadelphia. It's called Get a Free Car. How do you get a free car? We'll walk up to somebody at a gas station and either grab the car because they went in to, to buy themselves a chocolate bar and left the engine running or just hold them up with your gun that you're walking around with because you know that you're allowed to. They're not going to stop you. Free cars in Philly if, 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 if all you need to do is just steal it. And you're, you're never, ever going to suffer the consequences. All right, Nancy Pelosi. We're going to miss Nancy Pelosi. She still is a congresswoman, by the way, but she's stepping down. She's not even going to be the minority leader. Um, and it's about time, man. She's been there for a long time. But I want to go through some of Nancy Pelosi's achievements, and I really want to focus on how lucky she has. Nancy Pelosi is very, very lucky. She and Paul, her husband, I know that he got beaten with a hammer. By the way, a lot of shady, mysterious details there that uh, they refused. An NBC reporter was was fired um, for reporting that Paul Pelosi may have actually known the attacker. And uh, there's a lot of weird stuff there. Doesn't doesn't appear to have been any forced entry. And it, it, Pelosi didn't even tell the cops it was an emergency when they first came, Paul Pelosi, which is bizarre. And then they fi- NBC fired the reporter who reported this stuff. But meanwhile, the local San Francisco uh, NBC outlet, not the national NBC network, but the local channel, they're reporting a lot of these same details, so very, very shady. But look, I, I, we don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not obviously. I'm suspicious or skeptical, but you know, we don't know because the, the media, as usual, is burying the story because it involves a Democrat. But the, the, this, this potential scandal. But here's why they're lucky because they've many reasons. They've made millions of dollars. They've earned millions of dollars in stocks. Coincidentally, those stocks are directly tied. To congressional legislation. In other words, stuff that Nancy Pelosi is in control over, which is how Congress, the bills Congress are going to vote on and how that's going to affect, you know, it could be drug companies. A lot of times it's these solar energy companies or these clean energy companies that Nancy Pelosi supports. And her husband will go and buy stocks. And then mysteriously, magically, within a few weeks, the company he buys stocks and benefits from congressional legislation. What a staggering coincidence. What a lucky streak the Pelosi's had. Pelosi's had. They've made millions. In the last years, in recent years or even before that, the Pelosi's made millions of dollars in stock trades and stock purchases that were directly tied to legislation that Nancy Pelosi placed on the House floor as Speaker of the House. By the way, Ocasio-Cortez and I agree about this. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez says that Congress people should be banned from trading stocks and by extension their spouses because they have all this insider knowledge and insider control over you know, how these stocks are going to perform. 
So amazing. Now, Nancy also, she was very lucky. Remember, she didn't catch COVID. Remember when she went into the hair salon? It, it, it was There was a lockdown, and hair salons were officially closed. And she went in. She took off her mask, of course. It was on camera. And uh, she broke the lockdown. She literally violated the lockdown while everybody else in San Francisco was obeying the lockdown, this tight, tight, tight lockdown in San Francisco. And they were following the rules that Nancy Pelosi herself supported. She broke the rules. Now, a lot of look, you know, people look at that and say, well, what about the hypocrisy? What they don't realize is. The, the, the Democrat leaders, they don't need to follow the rules. The rules are made for the little people. OK, so, yes, people were dying. People were unemployed. Businesses were struggling. We're going bankrupt or going out of business. But Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan and so many other Democrats, it doesn't apply to them. OK, they don't have to follow. They make the rules for the little guys. So that's if you have the Democrat mindset, what you realize is that Nancy Pelosi is exempt from the rules. So, yeah, you might call it hypocrisy, but, you know, they know better. They, they know that the, the rules weren't meant for her. And remember when she had the gourmet ice cream in her expensive freezer, she had a twenty four thousand dollars. She appeared during the lockdowns. Uh, she appeared on like a late night show. They did a remote like a Zoom or whatever from her house. And she opened up her very expensive freezer. It was literally worth $24,000. It's not an exaggeration. The, 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 the freezer that she used to hoard her, like, huge stockpile of gourmet expensive ice cream. And she made it into, a, like, a whole big joke when the pandemic was at its height. Okay? And let's not forget, Paul Pelosi was driving drunk several months ago at 3 a.m. Why he was out driving drunk at 3 a.m., I have no idea. Did Was it connected at all to the man who, months later... Uh, attacked him with a hammer. We don't know. But he was caught. He slammed into a car. He was caught. And the media buried the story. Paul Pelosi has not spent a day in jail. If a Republican were caught drunk driving, the media would spend weeks dissecting the story. But again, the Pelosi luck that the the media focused on other things. Um, And remember when Pelosi, when she had the audacity to tear up Trump's State of the Union speech right there. She was sitting there right behind him right after Trump gave a State of the Union address. I believe it was the one in 2019. And millions of people are watching and she just tore it up. She literally just tore it up. And Pelosi, and of course, she nearly triggered World War Three when she decided to take a trip to Taiwan for no reason. She went to Taiwan, antagonized the Chinese. And I'm not a friend of China, but for the Speaker of the House, for no reason whatsoever, there was no diplomatic benefit. The president did not send her there. She just up and decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Taiwan. Why? Why? The only thing I could come up with is because she wanted the attention. She loves the limelight. She nearly triggered World War III. I mean, there was talk about there was literally a Chinese diplomat who said, hey, maybe we'll shoot down that plane. Now, are they really going to shoot down the Speaker of the House's plane? I don't know, but I don't want to find out. But even if the fact that they're saying it and, and let's be honest, I mean, if Trump decided that he was just going to take a trip to Taiwan for no diplomatic purpose and antagonize the Chinese, I mean, the media would be livid. But um, to me, Pelosi, the most egregious thing that she did, and it gets zero attention, is Nancy Pelosi is responsible for January 6th for the breach of the Capitol, for the riots, for the insurrection, which was not an insurrection. But it's amazing how she gets a pass because she is the biggest culprit She's the Speaker of the House. She is the person responsible. I mean, this is this is the capital. This is the capital of the United States. This is the most secure. This, is, this building is supposed to be more secure than the Pentagon. This is the building, the facility that houses the entire 
U.S. legislative branch, the entire one branch of the government, arguably the most important, obviously, the president is the president. But you're talking about 435, no, 535, including the Senate, representatives of the U.S. government. There is no facility on the planet that needs to be as secure as the U.S. Capitol. I cannot emphasize this enough. And if, man, you'll tell me the Capitol Police and the riot and this, I don't care what you tell me. You look when, when when this kind of thing happens, you look at the person in charge of security, which is Pelosi. Obviously, the Capitol Police heads should have rolled. They didn't. But she is literally in charge. Imagine if, like, I put you, your job was that you were in charge of securing some kind of, like, facility. We had, like, a power plant. Or we had, you know, like, a nuclear plant or, or, I don't know, something, anything, a bank, right? A bank with, like, a million dollars in the vault, and you're responsible for securing the bank. And then the bank gets robbed. And then just people just storm in and, and, and just grab all the money. You're going to get fired, okay? Why are you going to get fired? Because you didn't do, but I have excuses and this and that, which I never heard any of Pelosi's excuses. So right there, the the incompetence and the negligence is indescribable. Now, putting that aside, could we at least speculate that maybe she did it intentionally because she benefited? She impeached Trump over it. The Democrats for the last two years, all they've told us about ad nauseum is January 6th, January 6th, the the insurrection. They, They turned that into like... Literally, their entire campaign, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. We we can debate why exactly the Republicans didn't win big. I don't think the country really cares about January 6th. I think they care about gas prices. But maybe, you know, certainly there are some voters that were impacted by all the rhetoric about January 6th. So it's being, you know, to me, there is very, very, it is very likely, or at least we have the right to question, did Pelosi intentionally Allow the Capitol to be breached, allow security to be way too lackadaisical, way too minimal, even though they knew what was coming. And even though, according to many reports, according to Trump himself, and I don't doubt this, Trump said he urged, he requested 10,000 National Guard troops to be stationed at the Capitol. Pelosi refused that request. But even if Trump doesn't request it, Pelosi should have requested it herself. They knew exactly what was coming. OK, now there now there are theories and there's evidence that it goes beyond that and that the FBI were actually planted amongst the crowd and that the FBI actually facilitated or maybe even triggered the Capitol breach. That could be. I would not put it past the FBI and the deep state operatives to, to do that and to and to actually be the ones who instigated the breaching of the Capitol. But we don't need to go there. Pelosi's responsible. She gets a total pass when McCarthy and when the Republicans take over. Are they going to hold you accountable? Are they going to investigate, do all the stuff that has been going on to them, that the January 6th committee has been doing to them? Again, sorry for being so skeptical. Look at the John Durham investigation. Democrats never, ever uh, suffer consequences, never get indicted, never get subpoenaed. It just doesn't happen. All right. Kevin McCarthy has pledged to uh, remove Elon Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Omar, the terrorist sympathizer, vicious anti-Semite. Now, she put out a statement. Elon Omar put out a statement. I'm going to read you quotes from her statement here, and I'm going to respond against Kevin McCarthy, blasting Kevin McCarthy. But the overall tone of Elon Omar's statement, she's playing the race card. It's classic leftist propaganda. It's it's a bizarro thing where, like, she's twisting everything around to be the reverse of what the reality is. So she's turning McCarthy into the racist and saying that McCarthy is the one who's stoking hate when because she's a Muslim, okay, because she's a minority. So McCarthy's targeting her. And we know that she's the hater. She's the racist. She's the one who's really despicable. And uh, she twists it all around and accuses McCarthy of being the racist. Let me read you some excerpts here from her um, 
From her statement, quote, the Republican Party has made it their mission to use fear, xenophobia, Islamophobia and racism to target me. End quote. Okay, they are targeting you not because of Islamophobia. They're targeting you because you're pro-BDS, you're anti-Semitic, you're anti-American. You've called Israel an apartheid state. You said Israel is guilty of evil doings. You've accused politicians of supporting Israel for the Benjamins. You've minimized the the, the 9-11, the horrific 9-11 attacks, okay? So Republicans, it's actually not about Islamophobia. And Republicans, Dr. Oz is a, uh, is a Muslim, by the way, and the Republicans support him. The Republicans support other other Muslims. The Republicans have no problem with Muslims. They have a problem with people who have Elon Omar's or Rashida Tlaib's ideology. Okay, the Republicans support black candidates, minority candidates, Tim Scott, Ben Carson, Larry Elder, so many others. It's about ideology. Back to Elon Omar's uh, statement, quote, whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene holding a gun next to my head or Don in, in, in a campaign ad or Donald Trump threatening to send me back to my country, despite the fact I've been a proud citizen of the U.S. for more than 20 years, end quote. Okay, she's not a proud citizen, okay? She's the exact opposite. She despises the United States. But again, a lie. She says Donald Trump threatened to send her back to her country. Donald Trump never threatened. Maybe he should, but Trump never threatened to send her back to her country. Okay, what did Trump do? Trump said, he, he, he said, why don't you go back to your country that you came from? Since you hate America, remember Elon Omar, she was blasting America. Amazing how all these liberals blast America, yet you have millions and millions of illegals just desperate to get into the United States. Why are they so desperate to get into a country that's so bad? But Elon Omar, she's blasting the United States' policies and, and claiming the United States is a racist country. So Donald Trump very astutely said, he said, well, why don't you go back to Somalia? And, and, and he said this about Rashida Tlaib as well. And he wasn't threatening. He wasn't saying, I'm going to send you back. He was saying, you despise America. You have the freedom to literally become a, a, a member of Congress. Somali, in Somalia, they would torture you. In Somalia, they would torture Ilan Omar, and they oppress innocent people and oppress people like her, you know, who, w- women who try to take power. So why don't you go back there? That's what he said. But she's characterizing it as Trump threatened to send her back. Back to the uh, statement over here, quote, McCarthy's efforts to repeatedly single me out for scorn and hatred, including threatening to strip me from my committee does nothing to address the issues of our constituents deal with. It does nothing to address inflation, health care or solve the climate crisis, end quote. So, number one, she's invoking invoking the inflation card. How egregious is this that you have Elon Omar, the socialist, invoking the inflation card? She's saying, Kevin McCarthy, you, you could strip me of my committee assignment. What does that help inflation? What does that help inflation? Inflation? You suddenly heard number one, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans. I do believe they're going to tackle inflation, do everything possible, even though they have a Democrat president to work with and a Democrat Senate. But they're going to try. But uh, you're the reason for inflation. Like, don't give me this inflation. Oh, now suddenly, suddenly it's all about inflation. Kevin McCarthy, you want to remove me from my seat on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. But but how, is that going to help inflation? Are you kidding me? Like, does anyone believe this nonsense from this drivel from Elon Omar claiming that suddenly she's worried about inflation and Kevin McCarthy is not helping inflation? And as far as, uh, well, how does this help constituents? It does help constituents because how, 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 ins- how ludicrous is it that Elon Omar, she's, she's a pro-BDS uh, enemy of Israel, okay? She has put out these tweets Vicious tweets against Israel. She also put out a tweet. She compared. Remember when she compared the United States and Israel to Hamas? She literally compared, literally equated. She equated the United States and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. Then you have, I think, Whoopi Goldberg on The View the other day saying, well, 
are Hamas and the Taliban really so bad? Are they really terrorist? Are they really terrorist groups? It's unbelievable. Trying to defend Elon Omar. So Elon Omar basically equating the United States, not basically, she equated the United States and Israel to terrorist groups. And she's on the House Foreign Affairs Committee to begin with. Yeah, that does affect many, many, many constituents. She never, ever should have been on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. All right, another news. Texas Governor Abbott is sending, once again, he's sending illegals to the homes of Democrats. You cannot make this stuff up. I love this. He's He's sending illegals. He's busing illegals to the official residence of Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm sure she has plenty of room. Let her bring them in. I mean, she loves illegals coming across the border. She she invites them. They, they, they don't stop them. They're letting millions and millions, record numbers. So why not invite them into the official residence of Kamala? You tell me she doesn't have a few extra bedrooms. It's a big house. Uh, so the government of Texas, the governor of Texas has dropped off, I think, about 100 illegals. They've already, of course, been removed by officials because Kamala is a hypocrite who despises illegals. But this is, again, part of the Texas relocation program as the response to the border crisis. President Biden and uh, President Xi Jinping, Chinese President Xi Jinping, had a long meeting uh, a couple of days, a few days ago. And guess what Biden neglected to bring up? Okay, they had a long meeting. They talked about the climate. They talked about climate change. They talked about uh, national security questions. But they didn't discuss the COVID pandemic or the origins of COVID. I guess Biden, I guess it slipped his mind. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if it did slip his mind. I'm sure many, many things slip slip his mind. But it's it's unbelievable. It's this. It's it's just so 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 disgraceful that Biden and G they had this long meeting. This was at the G20 summit in Indonesia, and they spoke for hours. And Biden never brought up COVID. Never brought up the pandemic. Never brought up the investigation into the origins of COVID. It's unbelievable how China is responsible. Any way you slice it. They're responsible for the for the killing of millions and millions of people and COVID and the lockdowns and just just this this thing that devastated the world for a year or two years. And best case scenario, which nobody believes it came out of a bat. I mean, I, I don't know. Nobody believes it, but nobody reasonable believes that it was transmitted from a bat to a human. Uh, and, and we know it leaked out of the lab. So you got best case scenario. It, 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 it was transmitted from a bat to a human, and then the Chinese knew about it. But instead of locking everybody down and preventing them from flying all over the world, they actually allowed people to travel from China knowingly to other countries uh, and, and spread it around because China didn't want to be the only ones suffering with COVID because then that would have destroyed their economy but not the rest of the world. So they intentionally allowed it to spread. That's the best case scenario. Much more likely it leaked out of the Wuhan lab and – even possible, not only did it leak out, but that the Chinese, and we wouldn't put it past them, they are evil, that the Chinese, and, and, and the reason they would have done it was literally to bring down Trump, which is exactly what happened, and they actually intentionally leaked it from the lab. Okay, so those are your options. Uh, uh, all the options, China is the culprit, but Biden neglected to mention in their three-hour meeting, uh, hey, by the way, you know, how's that investigation going into the origins of COVID? That bogus, non-existent investigation. And by the way, President Biden has agreed. Listen to this. He's agreed to pay climate reparations to third world countries. Okay, but China is exempt. They had this climate summit and President Biden uh, actually negotiated a deal where he's going to be paying. Not he. You and I are going to be paying. U.S. taxpayers are going to be paying climate reparations to third world countries because of all the damage that we do to the climate. I mean, this is just as egregious as it gets. 
And, uh, and, and guess who's exempt? China is exempt. They negotiated this deal, but China doesn't have to pay reparations. We do, you, meaning us, the U.S. taxpayers, but China is exempt. Unbelievable. Um, by the way, the, the, the money goes to – who do you think it goes to? The money that goes to this, these third world countries. It goes to these corrupt dictators, and then they go and pocket the money for themselves. So the, the whole thing is such a sham. This, this is reported in the AP. The U.S. will pay up to a billion dollars to compensate developing countries for global warming. But gas-guzzling China, China, the world's biggest polluter, they do not have to pay a dime into this fund, but the U.S. will pay a billion dollars. This deal was negotiated at the U.N.'s COP27 climate summit. And most of the countries that are going to receive the reparations are in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. So these corrupt dictators are going to pocket the money. They've already gotten billions of dollars in other you know, forms of U.S. humanitarian aid, economic assistance in general. So China pollutes. They're the ones who are exempt. They have no environmental you know, policies, unlike the United States. Uh, it's just it, it's all just a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. All these climate measures are a hoax. I'm not saying we should not help the climate. You want to try to help the climate? Fine. But Democrats, they claim they're helping the, the, the climate. They, 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 they leverage, they exploit the climate crisis, what they claim is a climate crisis. They exploit it by funneling billions and trillions of dollars into things that they want to funnel it into. And they use the climate as a pretense. And it costs us, the taxpayers. It does not help the climate. OK. And another question uh, is it possible? Is it possible that uh, this 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 money or, or the fact that China is exempt from paying th- these reparations could it be linked to the 1.5 billion dollars that China gave Hunter Biden? Uh, can we pose that question? That China handed Hunter Biden billions of dollars, and the fact that uh, Biden is not holding China responsible for COVID, can any of that be connected to the fact that the Biden crime family? is in the pockets of China, as we know from the Hunter laptop, which, by the way, CBS just discovered last week and admitted that the Hunter laptop is authentic. Gee, too bad we didn't know that. Too bad they buried that during the 2020 November election. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.